Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Director of Operations at Live Unreal Companies, Taylor Kerrigan, is going to share the four essential aspects of effective database marketing we've been implementing in our own real estate business. Now, let's hear from Taylor. Today is kind of a discussion about just at Jeff Glover and Associates, how we um, throughout the years have implemented our database plan. And so I want to first talk about kind of like the difference between 33 touches and what we do. And honestly, at the end of the day, all of them are the same. You know, they're all touches to your clients. It's just how often are you touching them and what is it that you're saying? So at our organization, Jeff used to follow something that's called a four by four by one by 12. So as I was going through and creating the notes for this class today, I decided that I have rewritten our database plan and we no longer have four touches, we have five. So I know the title of this class is Four Essential Components of Database Marketing. Um, Surprise, it's actually five. And we're gonna go over the fifth added one that I've decided that is now part of our database plan within our organization. Um, Because we have been doing it, we just haven't counted it as one of them. So before we jump into that, a little bit of groundwork so that way you guys um, you know, know why we're here today and know why, in my opinion, I think database is important. Other than Jessica Spencer asking me to do a call with her and instead I'm just gonna do a call with 100 people instead. <laughs> um, database is important for a couple of different reasons. So before we get into that, actually I'm gonna, for those of you that have not been to a Glover U event before, which I'm assuming the majority of you have been being that we posted this in the inner circle. So you probably know Glover U to some degree. Um, my name is Taylor Kerrigan. I'm the director of operations for Live on Real Companies, which is Jeff Glover's family of companies. He owns 13 different businesses, all relating back to real estate, and I oversee the operations for them. Prior to having that title, I was the director of operations for Jeff Glover and Associates only, which is his real estate team. We sell just about a thousand homes a year. We're located in Michigan, um, and I've been in that role for, gosh, I've been with Jeff for nine years. And so um, within the last couple of years, I hired my replacement as the director of operations and essentially moved into a little bit of a different position, but I still consult on the business on a daily basis and oversee the, the larger operations. So when we talk about database plans and things we're doing to improve our business or things we're doing to sell more, those conversations are involving me. Um, so that's why I'm qualified to talk about database plan today. Um, for those of you that also don't know, I do teach the operations mastery course. At, at Glover U. So if you are in that course, some of these things you're gonna hear um, were things that we talked about on one of our recent calls, but I'm gonna expand a little bit deeper on them um, since we have that, that extra time today to do so. Personally, the reason why we think database is important, and I always kind of joke when I tell this story, for years, um, you know, Jeff was selling 100 plus homes a year himself as a solo agent, and he didn't even keep track of a database. You know, when I first started working for him back in 2013, I think that was, I asked him, hey, you wanted me to do this mailing to your past clients. Where do I find their addresses? And he basically told me he didn't know. (laughs) He didn't have any sort of Excel sheet or anything like that, that he was keeping track of them. So obviously we quickly changed that and started to track every client and every person that we had a real estate conversation with. 
So step one, not one of the five, is obviously if you are not tracking all of your past clients or your sphere or things like that, please do put them in some sort of Excel sheet. Part two of that, the other thing is when Jeff did start tracking his database, he had it in an Excel sheet, which was great. Yet when the computer crashed, so did his database and we lost all of that information. So using a system like a Google Sheets or a CRM or something like that is obviously super beneficial for being able to keep everyone in one spot. Um, when we look at our business over the years, so back in, and I'm going to give you a couple stats and I'm going to share with you kind of what changed between 2017 and last year that allowed these percentages to increase. So in 2017, 15% of our business came from the database. 2018, 24% of our business came from the database. 2019, 32, 2020, 45, and last year, 52% of our business, so just under 1,000 homes a year, came from our database. So from 15% back in 2017 to 52% in 2021. The only thing that we changed between those years was implementing a database plan. And so we're going to walk you through today what those um, five key components are, and then I'm going to dive deeper into each of them. But the one thing that I want to make sure that everyone gets out of today is when we're in the type of market that we're in right now where, you know, buyers and sellers are harder to come by, there's more competition, the cost of a lead is outrageous. Your best opportunity to convert a new client today, well, a client today, not new, is through your database. They already, in most cases, know you. They hopefully, in most cases, like you. It's just the game of staying in front of them on a consistent basis so they don't forget about you. I was in Portland yesterday with Sarita at a um, one of our tour stops that we're doing, and she was talking about how her car salesman, for example, she has no relationship with her car salesman because he doesn't stay in front of her on a consistent basis, right? So there's no relationship tie there. It's very similar when you are a real estate agent. If you're not staying in front of them on a consistent basis, they could drive past an open house and happen to walk through and now they've bought that house and they never even thought of you because you're not staying top of mind for them. So anything that you're doing in the rest of this, you know, I know that we're obviously already on May 19th and we're through, you know, a portion of, of the next quarter, but between now and the end of the year, I want you to have a goal to implement at least two to three, if not all five of these components that we're going to walk you through today to help you convert more business before the end of 2022. Okay. So before we get started into the five components, I first want to talk about the two different types of databases. So within our organization, we break up our databases into two. Number one is our past client and sphere database. And that's primarily the one that we're gonna talk about today. Number two database is the exchange database. So the difference between the two is obviously the first database is past clients and sphere of influence. So people who have either done business with you or are in your sphere in some circle. That could be a you know, hairdresser, that could be a friend, that could be a friend of a friend, whomever, that goes into database number one. Database number two, the exchange database, we classify those people as any decision-making adult that we had a conversation with regarding real estate. So if we're at the Starbucks, you know, here in downtown Plymouth and I'm waiting for my coffee and I have a, you know, 10 minute conversation with someone about the real estate market and we exchange business cards at the end, 
that person is now going into my exchange database. If a Zillow lead comes in and you know they inquire on a property at 123 Main Street, that person goes into my exchange database. Okay, so as far as looking at the numbers of our database, we have close to maybe 8,000 people in our past client and sphere database, and we have 80,000 people in our exchange database. Obviously, if you actually keep track of every single you know, sign call that you get, Zillow lead that you get, realtor.com, open house lead, whatever it is, that's how that number is going to be a lot higher. And with the database plan that we're going to talk about today, some of the things that we include, we can transfer over to the exchange database. The reason why you don't host client events and stuff like that for your exchange database is obviously in relation to the cost, right? And we're not necessarily farther down the funnel with them yet as them um, having a connection with us and so forth. But we obviously want to stay in front of them, right? Because at some point they reached out to us. So that's the difference between the two databases. And I want to make sure that that's clear because sometimes you'll hear us talking about that at GloverU events, talking about the exchange versus past client. Everything we're talking about today with the five database components, that is in relationship to the um, past client and sphere database. Okay. And so for those of you that joined late, um, surprise, I decided that there's actually five database components not four, because as I was going through and writing everything out, I realized that I think with our day and age, it's time that we add the fifth one. And it's actually going to be the one that we start with today too. Do not ask the question. And, and please guys, you know, obviously I, I didn't create this as a normal Glover U webinar where we blast it out and have like 600 people on it. There's a reason why I did it as a meeting versus a webinar, because I want us to have interaction. I want you to have questions. I want you to ask me to dig deeper on some things if you, if you want me to. So do not ask the question, do you use other tags within those two databases? So our past client and sphere database, we do track things like sources and so forth in there and sort them by what agent worked with that client. Um, for the exchange database, we do use different tags and they're always um, in relation to how soon we think they're looking to make a real estate move. So we follow the following tags if you wanna write these down. Um, we do a zero to seven a seven to 30, a 30 to 60, a 60 to 90, and then a 90 plus. And so honestly, that is a um, whole other webinar that we can do on how do you follow up with exchange database leads after a long time period, right? And that's like drip campaigns and stuff like that. Um, we can talk about that, obviously, in one of them. If you guys see enough value, I'm happy to jump on these every so often and do it. But those are the different tags that we use. And then we just categorize them based on how soon we're, we think that they're looking to do something. Okay. Um, and then Stephanie just asked, what's the best way to ask questions? Just throw them in the chat. And then we'll obviously have time for questions at the end. Okay. So let's jump into the five database components. So the first one that I want you to write down, and this is the new one that I've decided that we've introduced, is social. And so by social, I have five different ways that we speak to our database um, and on a social media platform kind of way. And the reason why I've added this, and I think that we haven't had it in the past as much is because it was never like marketing to your sphere and your past clients on social media was never really a thing that we thought about before, right? We had business pages, we had a personal page where we promoted our past sales and, you know, hey, I've got this under contract or I've got this just listed, whatever it is. But we never actually intentionally tried to connect with our past clients and our sphere 
via social media. A lot of people, when I tell them, hey, do you add all your past clients on Facebook? They look at me like I have two heads. Honestly, it's the best way to stay in front of them and know what's going on in their business, right? You, you see on a daily basis what they're eating. Everyone's getting the Mexican pizza today, right? You can send them a Taco Bell gift card and let them know that you'll buy the next one. You know, there's tons of different ways that you can stay in front of each of these people if you are adding those people on Facebook. So before um, we jump into that, so the first step under social, what I want you to write and I keep seeing every so often it says my internet connection is unstable. So if it gets really bad, let me know and I can try to switch Wi-Fi's. So step one under social, very important client Facebook group. So this is something that we implemented in the 2020 year within our organization. Every past client of ours is encouraged to join the Facebook group. And within there, we do a couple different things. One, we try to host a twice a month giveaway so for example, the giveaway that's happening right now is it's National Pet Month. We have them dropping pictures of their dogs or cats in there. And at the end of the month, we're gonna give away a $25 gift card, okay? So it's a way that we're staying in front of them. You know, we're doing something fun. We're getting engagement in the group. Um, and again, it literally is costing me $25, okay? Also things that we post in the Facebook group. I was just having a, a coaching call this morning with someone. Um, who's working on implementing theirs, you do a market update. So if your MLS releases your market stats once a month, when they get released, download them, read them, go live really quick, and share your thoughts about what's going on in the market right now. Looks like average sales price is up, you know, 12%. Um, our average closings are down 8%, and our days on market within the Detroit area is 21 right? Do a quick three to seven minute video. Now on a side note with that, once you do that video and post it in your very important client Facebook group, also download it because we're going to use it later when I get to some of the other bullet points. Okay. That's one of the things you can post in their market updates. You obviously don't want to be too salesy. Another way, using it as a referral um, platform. And I'm not talking agent to agent referrals. I'm talking, Hey, I need a painter hey, I need, um, you know, someone to finish my basement, you know, all of the different things that, that um, you know, we get asked for on a, a daily basis, right? Create it, um, ask Sarita, for example, again, Sarita's top of mind for me because I was with her yesterday, but, but she's known as Ask Sarita. Everyone in her database knows that if they need anything, the person you reach out to is Sarita and she's going to give you the best recommendation. A way you create that is by having it in your very important client Facebook group, okay? So those are the, some of the things that you can promote in that Facebook group. Again, honestly, I think a lot of people get concerned with doing it because they're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to post? All you have to do is come up with two to three things that you're going to, like topics, meaning market update, referral, something that's going on in the neighborhood, whatever it is, and then just force yourself on a weekly basis to think of whatever that content is for that week. You don't have to recreate it every single week, okay? So that's number one under social. That was very important client Facebook group. Next, um, personal Facebook page. So this is something that we encourage all of our sales associates to do. On your personal Facebook, obviously there are, are you know, if you can get your, your Facebook friends up to 5,000 as fast as you can. That's obviously Jeff's you know, um, suggestion that he always gives. What I encourage our salespeople to follow is the five by five by five, 
when I see Sarah just join and she knows that I bring this up all the time, the five by five by five is essentially on a daily basis, five days a week, you should force yourself to do this. Number one of the five is friend five more people. Number two of the five is comment on five people's posts that you normally wouldn't. And then number three of the five is slide into their DMs. <laughs> but what I mean by that is like so many people post stories, right? It's very easy to reply to the story and say like, oh my gosh, love that outfit. Or, oh my gosh, your dog's so cute. You know, whatever, just to start conversation with them because obviously it pops up in their messenger notifications and you're at the top. So if there's someone that you've been trying to talk to that you know you think could be a potential client of yours, a great way of starting that conversation is every so often sliding into that those DMs. I feel so weird saying that, but yes, please slide into your client's DMs, okay? But my point is, is obviously you're staying top of mind with them consistently. So if you force yourself, and I'll tell you, the time that I do this every single day is usually between 9 and 10 p.m. I go through the five by five by five. And David asked me to repeat it. So number one was add five new people. And the side note of the way that I decide who I'm going to add is I look at someone who, you know, I think has a big sphere of influence. I'll look at who's liking and commenting on their posts. And that's someone who I'm trying to add, right? I'm trying to expose myself to their network. Number two is commenting on five people's um, posts that you normally wouldn't. And then the third is sliding into their DMs. Okay. So that was part two of social. C, part C of social is what's the image that you want to portray on social media? If you're following our suggestion of adding as many of your clients on social media, how are you portraying yourself? Obviously, we want to try to stay away from politics as much as possible and, and controversial conversations. You know, are you doing a good mix of personal versus professional? I try to force myself on a weekly basis that my professional posts never outweigh my personal posts. Hence why sometimes you just see a picture of my garden because <laughs> I realize I'm getting out of balance. Okay, so you need to pay attention that you're not you know, people will not follow what you're posting as often if you're just constantly posting, just sold, just sold, just sold, just sold, right? I should be able to scroll your page and see a good mix of your personal posts and your professional posts. At the end of the day, people want to work with people that they feel like they relate to. And so you need to come up with relatable posts or things that, um, you know, people can connect with you on. And this is a good um, part for me to mention. Robert just asked the question, how many posts do you aim for in a week? I usually try to do five a week. Obviously, you know, some weeks plus or minus, depending on what's going on. But if you're wondering what the heck do I post about, we actually have a brand new social media calendar at Glover U. If you text the word social, S-O-C-I-A-L, to 55444, it'll get sent to you. And our marketing director did a really good job of saying like, okay, on Monday, you know, post a picture of a recent restaurant that you've gone to and you had a great meal, you know, and tag the restaurant. Like that was something that was a personal post. Then maybe the next day is a business post. And that breaks it down for you. You're just going to text the word social to 55 
444. And I'll drop it in the chat too. And that really breaks it down for you. But my point that I wanted to make sure that you get out of that is what is your image on social media? And is it something to be proud of? Okay. For example, myself personally, I kind of feel like I've been branded as the animal person, right? Everyone knows that I do a lot with the real estate or with the real estate, with the animal rescue. And so they engage with me on those posts. Obviously I love it because I like to give back to, to our community. And it also helps me create an image on Facebook where I can connect with people that I normally wouldn't. Okay. And the last one that I have under social is Facebook groups. So we already talked about the very important client Facebook group, but force yourself as far as your database component. Um, this one's kind of a little of a caveat, but how many Facebook groups are you in locally? And how often are you posting or commenting in them? So I know that this one's a little bit different because it's not specifically related to past clients and sphere of influence, but I felt it was important to add. And so an example of this could be, you know, we have one here locally, it's um, Northville Happenings. People will comment and say like, hey, I'm looking for a good place to take my wife for our anniversary dinner. How often are you forcing yourself to comment on those and kind of be, be known in that community group? And so my, uh, again, it doesn't relate, I guess, necessarily to sphere of past clients, but if they see you in there and then they also know that you sell real estate, you're just staying top of mind again. Does that make sense? So anything you can do to join those local Facebook groups and then make it a point to comment or engage in them on a weekly basis. Okay. So to recap for social, we have very important client Facebook group. The five by five by five. What is your image on social media? And how many local Facebook groups are you a part of? Okay. All right, the next database component that we're gonna cover is the phone. So this one is probably the one that people dislike the most because it actually requires the most work, but it's always going to be your most effective. So under phone, I want you to write the letter A and I want you to write four calls. So people always ask the question of, all right, that's fine. I'll call, you know, four people or I'll make four calls a year, but you know, what am I saying to them? So our rule of thumb when we're creating our database plan is that we're calling them twice a year surrounding local events that we're doing. And then we're also calling them twice a year surrounding holidays. And I'm going to dive a little deeper into what each of those are. So for events, we host an event in April and we also host an event in August, September. Bef about 30 days before each of those events, all of our agents are encouraged to call their clients and invite them to the event. If you were on my operations mastery call last or this Tuesday, you heard me say, I don't care if you know that they would never attend the zoo event, we're calling and inviting them anyways. And the reason why we do that is because we want to make sure that we're you're, you're calling and you're offering them something, right? You're calling and saying, hey, listen, I want to invite you to this event that I'm hosting, and it includes free zoo tickets, for example. If you're, you're calling them, it's a reason, again, we're staying top of mind, and that's the whole goal with the database plan. You never know when real estate is going to come up for someone, and we want to make sure that if it is, we're the first person that we think of. 
Okay, so we're calling them for the, the two events that we host a year. One again is in April and one is in August. Obviously, whenever yours are, call 30 days before it. But make sure, and this is a, a side note and we'll talk about it when we get with the events. When you host your client event, you always wanna make sure that you're hosting it right before your busy season, right? There's a reason why we're, host, we're hosting that event in April because we know that that's the start of our selling season. We're also hosting it again in the summer because again, we have a lot of people who try to do things before school starts, okay? So you're calling two of them around surrounding events and then two of them are surrounding holidays. So the next one is the Thanksgiving calls. So if you're on our team, you know that these are referred to as database calls. We create an entire week, the entire week before Thanksgiving, all of our agents are expected to go through their entire database and call every single client and let them know that they're thankful for them. Why do you think that we do this at Thanksgiving? Someone throw it in the chat or unmute yourself. Because they're gonna be around their entire family for holidays, so they talk about you. So Holly is a previous operations mastery student. So of course she got an A plus on the answer, but it's true. If you think about it, when do the holidays start, right? Everyone starts getting together for Christmas parties right around Thanksgiving. And I wanna make sure that if real estate comes off or the economy comes off, you know, I'm the first person that they think about when it comes to buying or selling. So yes, David, we are exemplifying gratitude. And we are also making sure that we conveniently called them before they're about to have a bunch of get togethers. In addition, we also know that at the beginning of the year, it's just another opportunity for us to reach out to them and say, hey, we're thankful for you. Uh, Happy New Year. You know, is there anything that, or, and honestly, one of the scripts that we use, and I'll give you the um, number to text to get Jeff's scripts. One of the scripts is I have a goal this year of helping 50 families with buying or selling real estate who should I know that you know? And so that's why we make that call at the beginning of the year, because we want to make sure that they know what our goal is and that if they know of anyone that can help me achieve that goal to please pass along their name and number. So the number that you text to get that script is 55444 again. And if you already texted it for social, that's okay, text it again. And it's the word scripts. And it'll have the, I have a goal script in there, okay? So to recap with the phone, we're making four calls a year. Two of them are surrounding events that you're gonna host and two of them are surrounding holidays. Personally for us, it's Thanksgiving and New Year's and you heard the logic as to the reason why, but ultimately you, know, you can call whenever you want. I know sometimes some people will do maybe Thanksgiving and then they'll also do their home anniversary. So if you know that someone sold their home on March 17th, set up your CRM to remind you to call them on March 17th next year and wish them a happy home anniversary. That's another way that you can fit in one of those phone calls if you'd like. Thank you for taking your time to join Taylor today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.